All right, everybody, uh, it's time to do something I haven't recorded in a long time. And we're going to cover the movie uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, The Fellowship of the Ring. And part of the reason I'm doing this, I was actually just trying to figure out movies that came out, uh, what I presume is the aughts, but I really don't know. So I probably should look that up. Uh, and also, at some point here, maybe before this even comes out, uh, there'll be what I think is a Lord of the Rings TV, like streaming, like a streaming per show or a super extended film. So I'm talking about the Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings, uh, and uh, I'm going to try to remember what I can of the first movie. I will say that I've seen the movie, like this will be, be even more embarrassing because I've seen the extended version in the last three years. And I would say I've seen it twice in the last three to five years, probably in the last three years since I bought the extended version. I probably watched it once alone and then watched it with my daughter and then watched about half of the two towers with my daughter before she said, uh, there's still three more hours in this part of the thing. And I said, that sounds like something someone from Rohan would say. And she said that even in the context of the film, actually that part never happened, but, uh, so I can remember seeing this in the movie theater, uh, a Grand Lake theater in Oakland, and in preparation, I reread the books, uh, though I don't really, like at this point, my mind is, uh, but I remember, and I think it was one of those things where I didn't know if the idea was, like, I can remember where I was when I bought uh, a used mass market paperback version of the Fellowship of the Rings. I was in um, a... Uh, a, what is that place called? It's like a used, like a like a secondhand store. The kind of mass market paperback you buy at a secondhand store. Something town, Thrift Town, I think. I think it was called somewhere in the East Bay, Hayward, San Leandro. And uh, I was looking through their books, and or maybe I was in, I don't know. I can kind of picture it, and I can picture where I was standing, and I said, oh, yeah, I haven't read these in a while. It's a cool cover. And maybe I was even aware that the movies were being filmed, and that's why I bought it. I can't remember my motivation or if I bought it, and then I was like, holy cow. But I do remember trying to read the books before the movies came out. I think successfully, and... It was before I went to England, I think, because uh, then when I went to Oxford and Cambridge, I was very disappointed not to be able to go to the pub, uh, that I can't think of the name of that either. But whatever, you know, life moves on. So this may be more on the extended version because that's the last thing I saw. And I can't even remember really how it's like, so it starts off in the world, what is that place called? The Shire, uh, where the hobbits live, Hobbiton, uh, I think. Uh, and I don't remember exactly how it starts, but we start to get introduced to all the main characters, uh, Bilbo and uh, Frodo, Baggins, Bag End is where they live, and Samwise Ganji, 
again, people are going to get, I'm not doing this on purpose. I do pronounce words differently. What is a sight word to me? Even if I heard it in the movie, it's still going to be a sight word that I imagined how it sounded. But so, we I think we first we get an idea of those two, of uh, Frodo and uh, Bilbo, and Frodo kind of being, uh, you get you saying, huh, is this all there is? Uh, Life in the Shire is pretty good, but what else is going on? And we, we meet Sam, who's uh, uh, Frodo's best friend, and then we meet... Uh, Bilbo, I think we get a hint to the ring even early on and that Bilbo's preparing for a journey and a little bit stressed about something. And then Gandalf arrives, Gandalf the Grey, and I don't know if Gandalf arrives twice. I think Gandalf does come twice. But it's like this big, I think it's like a Frodo's birthday maybe. I don't know, his name day, or whatever they call it there, candle day or cake day. And so there's a big party for for, for, for Frodo, or Bilbo. And we also meet uh, Pippin and Mary, maybe. I'm not kidding. I'm not trying to do a bit here. Uh, but I think those are the two other characters. And we, we get a sense of the, the, the Shire, pretty nice place to live. Hobbits love life. They like dancing, fireworks, uh, dating, eating, and drinking. And we get the sense of Gandalf and Bilbo's friendship and the, the looming thing, the, the ring, and some other uh, something else going on that's stressing everybody out. And that Bilbo is leaving and I think he's planning on leaving the Shire forever. And then also that Bilbo is either, I can't remember what happens with the ring. If he gives it to, to uh, Frodo, I know there's like an envelope or something. Then what happens is Gandalf returns. Some stuff happens. I don't even know. So maybe this happens next. I don't think it does. Uh, but, uh, I don't know why, but because I, 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 I was having trouble figuring out if this happens in this movie or in another movie. I mean, like within the series of three. But, uh, you yeah, know, let's hold off on that because I'm not sure when it happens, if it happened right now. But it wouldn't make sense because we're still getting to know Frodo. So, yeah, what I think happens is... Uh, Gandalf returns, um, maybe some interstitials, like if some other stuff happens. But he says, listen, kid, uh, you got to get that ring. So why would, no, because, yeah, then why would he be, why did he return? I don't know, because he rides really fast. Uh, I don't know, maybe he's leaving and comes back. So I don't know, if again, what happened in between here. But basically, these the ring wraiths, I think, uh, they're start they're looking for, so there's, okay, so just to set it up for you. Okay, oh boy, because in case you don't watch this, or you're not familiar. So hobbits are, um, they're, they're, uh, they're a humanoid, uh, about three, I don't know, three, four feet high. Uh, they don't need shoes because they have like hairy, uh, sturdy feet, uh, they're not like if you depending on like they're not like a Kender 
or a troll or anything. Uh, typically in Dungeons and Dragons, they are called halflings. I think, uh, but, uh, maybe not because uh, I mean, I'm thinking of Kenders cause I'm from the Dragonlance world, not uh, the other, like that's what I read the most fiction from anyway, though. So what was my point? Okay. So, oh, so that's what uh, hobbits are. They're uh, nice, nice people. Let's just go with that. Just picture in mind, nice, friendly, community-based people love joy. Gandalf is a human wizard. Uh, now, a couple of things about Gandalf. I've talked about this on the show before. And even picture in my mind. Now, Ga- when Gandalf is Gandalf the Grey, great portrayal. It seems like a cool wizard. He's uh, joyful, but also can be uh, have a temper. And be a grouch. He also is a bit, um, he looks like he probably uh, it needs a shower at most points in the movie. In this first movie, in the first half of this movie, you see Gandalf could use a shower, at least to wash his hair. So he looks like he would be pungent and probably be like, dude, can you wash that robe? Like, I don't care if you walk around naked. Like, I'm going to wash you and I'm going to wash your robe. Uh, do, do you have an extra robe? But so, so that's the situation. Uh, those are the characters. Then there's Sauron. Now it gets really confusing here, but just think of sour balls, Sauron. Uh, don't worry about spelling it, but Sauron, in some point they explain the history. Maybe this is in here too, in the beginning. There's a lot of, uh, at some, different points, there's a little bit of elven narration. It's very nice. And uh, I think that's Kate Blanchett does a, uh, the narration, maybe. Like, long ago, there was a land with pure joy. And then, you know, like that kind of stuff. Uh, not quite sleepy. Uh, but so, meanwhile, while so basically this, the movie starts, hobbits are living their best life, I, I could say, except for Frodo. Or except for Bilbo, who's an older hobbit, wants to write a book, but it has some stress, has this ring. That's at least the symbol of stress. Hint, though, it's not. It's actually the cause, not a metaphor. That ring, one ring gruel them all, not a met- is a metaphor, but also not a metaphor in the movie. So the ring is stressing him out, and his health's not so great or whatever or something. I don't know. You get the sense of, like, okay, this cat's like a... Looking at it and saying, what am I going to do with the rest of my days? You have his nephew Frodo, lives with him. It more or less a father-son style relationship. Uh, Frodo's a kid, right at the cusp of adulthood. and Or like a young adult saying, what the heck is it? Well, you know, what am I going to do with my life? Uh, this is kind of boring. I, I have a sense of adventure, but I love my home. The Shire is the best. Have his best friend Samwise Gamgee, who is, uh, uh, you know, a bit uh, like working his way up, a scrapper, uh, rough around the edges, a little bit um, has a broader emotional range. That, like he has a bit of an emotional range in a good way. And then you have uh, Mary and Pippin or whatever, who are their, their secondary friends. Really nice. Uh, they'll become, they'll play a big role at different times. And they're, they're a bit of, they got the trickster in them and the adventurer. You know, they're like, uh, 
like Winnie the Pooh, Pooh, not, nah, well, sometimes they act like Winnie the Pooh, sometimes they act like other characters, you know, getting into trouble. And you have Gandalf the Grey, a leader, part of a council of something, uh, love, full love, uh, but also, uh, like, uh, has a heroic streak, uh, and involved in the ways of the world and a leader, uh, but also wandering around. It seems like wandering around, loves to check up on the communities, but also is checking up on them for some reason. Good friends with Frodo. They had some adventures way back. Uh, didn't go so hot. This ring's a part of it. Uh, Gandalf stressed about the ring too. Okay, then meanwhile, in the world, which may be explained or not, there's Sauron, Thought, to, totally evil uh, being, demigod-type powers, maybe even more. Uh, they thought they got rid of them, but, you know, history shows that uh, Sauron way back made these rings to trick people to share the power, but really Sauron was a dictator. This one, these, uh, these uh, this... Uh, this uh, king stood up to him, worked with the elves. They did, you know, a bunch of stuff happened. Sauron was defeated. They thought it was forever. Turns out it's not. Uh, meanwhile, when Sauron was giving out these rings, uh, one ring to rule a moment, Sauron wore a ring, the ring of power. They gave out all the rings to the leaders of all the kingdoms, but everybody put on a ring you know, they became under Sauron's power, I think. And I'm not, you know, don't hold me to this. This is what I tell the tape in my mind. Uh, now Sauron lives in a volcano or lives in Mount Doom, I think, uh, and is up to stuff, recruiting people, uh, looking for this ring, sends out these ring wraiths who are like, uh, uh, just like in other movies, uh, you know, Fairly powerful uh, uh, forces of Sauron's, uh, Sauron's main um, heavies, I'd say. They ride horses, they wear armor, they're up to no good. They can sense the ring because they're, you know, related to it and they're sniffing it out. So basic situation is Sauron needs that ring back, uh, and the ring was lost forever, found by Frodo. Also, I think the backstory of that, I'll just tell it to you now, but I think one of the elves tells it to us later. It tells Frodo. Once upon a time, there was a, I think, I don't even think this comes in this movie, but basically there's a Smeagol golem. And the ring had been lost uh, because, you know, it was this, the ring is its own sentience and it's not a good sentience. Uh, it wants to get back to Sauron or corrupt whoever wears it. The rings were corruptive, like all power corrupts type stuff. All of them. But this was a main ring, I believe. Uh, so it had fallen out of the world, but the ring wants to find its way back. So it had found this one dude, Smeagol, who uh, found the ring when he was swimming with his cousin or something. He got, he, he like took the ring ended up going and living like in a, um, a grotto and became obsessed with the ring. The ring became his best friend. 
And I guess the ring just kind of parked itself with Smeagol for a while, or Gollum. Sooner or later, he was totally isolated. Kind of the ring was a higher power type drug for him. And Frodo found it during his adventures. He ran into Smeagol and the ring. Ring makes you invisible, but not in a good way. Not like some invisible cloak. And Smeagol swore he would get the ring back, Gollum. Uh, so he's been looking for it, too. So as the movie starts, uh, Frodo gives uh, Bilbo the ring. No, Bilbo gives Frodo the ring. Gandalf warns him. He comes back. He says, this, everybody's looking for this ring. You got to get out of the Shire and get yourself to this pub. Meet up with this dude Strider. He'll help you out. And Bilbo's like, I'm not sure I want to leave home. Never left home. Sam says, I'll go with you. And because uh, Bilbo just departed, he couldn't say handle goodbye or something, but he left the ring. Maybe Gandalf was hung over when all this happened, but whatever. Like, so Bilbo or Frodo has to head out. Sam goes with him. Then Mary and Pippin meet up with them and they say, hey, we're coming too. Frodo already realizes that this is pretty uh, serious. Uh, and they just dodge the ring race at one point when they're on the road. The ring race are looking for them. And Gandalf goes, yo, I got to go take care of some business. Uh, so you find Strider. I'm going to take care of this other stuff. So I get to this part here, cause, but plus I forget a ton of stuff. But so then Gandalf goes off. Now, now this is confusing. There's Sauron, but there's also Sauron. And again, Sauron and Sauron or Saruman or something. Christopher Lee plays a Sauron, Sauron, who's also a famous wizard, was uh, once one of the great wizards of the world. Uh, Gandalf's friend, super powerful, but uh, wears uh, white robes. But this is not the same as Dragonlance. Like, your robes don't uh, necessarily, like, in so in Dragonlance, the wizards wore either uh, black robes, red robes, or white robes, uh, and they kind of showed their alignment. I don't know about this world, but Gandalf wears gray robes. His robes could have been white, though, the way he, like, launders stuff. But so he goes to Sauron and says, yo, do you know about the Sauron? He's up to stuff. Uh, And uh, he's building an army. He's looking for this ring. What do you think we should do? We got to get everybody, you know, nobody, uh, also apathy and stuff and, and ambition rule the world now. And Saruman says, yeah, we definitely do, but I think you're overreacting. And he goes, I've been spying on him. Uh, I got this, like, globe uh, that, you know, helped me to see him. And then, uh, and Gandalf says, man, I heard about those. It's like a seeing stone or something. He goes, but I heard those were, like, two-way, man. That's not good. And then he goes, two-way, and then he realizes too late that uh, Sauron has made a deal with Sauron or been, you know, overpowered by him. And they do a little dance-off, and uh, Sauron wins. And he says, I'm going to lock you up till you tell me where the ring's at. Uh, But he already says, don't worry, the ring's already safe. Uh, Now, meanwhile, Sauron is starting to build another army for Sauron. 
of like combined beings. Uh, and so he starts build. he starts this whole like uh, industri- military industrial complex at his uh, tower. I think that's a lot of that's in the next movie, but just, you know, set it up. So meanwhile, Gandalf is like stuck there on his roof. Uh, but then Gandalf uh, calls a moth, talks to a moth and says, go get me a griffin. And the moth says, no problem. And the griffin comes and re- rescues Gandalf. That happens at some point in the first half of this film. Meanwhile, the hobbits, they go meet over the Strider at a pub, human pub. Of course, there's trouble. Of course, oh, they said keep a low profile, but once you get a drink in a hobbit, don't, they, they're dancing on the tables, pouring drinks over their heads. And so the uh, ring race eventually tracked them down at the hotel, I think. And they sneak out of there. Then they try to hide out again. Uh, like somewhere else, uh, like at a castle the next day, because they're on the run, and they're sleeping there, and then uh, the ring race show up again. Meanwhile, Strider's, like, doing his best. He's trying to train the the hobbits and stuff. But then Frodo puts on the ring, I think by accident, and he realizes he disappears, but the ring race can see them. And they basically give him like a like a little like a spectral touch or something, and he gets a tummy tum tum. Now they're on the run from the ring race. Frodo has a tummy tum tum, but they meet up with uh, Strider, who ends up as uh, like this like royal blood. He's considered he's like one of those people that's like uh, can go between the world of the elves. You know, he's loved by elves, loved by some humans. Heir to the throne of Gondor, Aragon, or yeah, Aragon, Aragon, something like that, uh, is his human name. Strider's his elven name. He's a ranger, you know, ranger by day, you know, Harlequin style, you know, like he's got flowing hair, beautiful eyes, and he's dating an elven queen, an elven princess, of course. Uh, she shows up, and now she's also got magic powers, uh, so she helps them escape uh, maybe even twice from the ring race, uh, and, uh, like, uh, they go on the run. She helps Frodo. They split up. Frodo goes to sleep. Uh, next thing you know, do they get away? They do, uh, and Frodo wakes up after resting for a while. Uh, Bilbo's there. And uh, Frodo's on the mend, and we're, we're in Elven. We're in. We're in. Uh, I don't know where we are. Uh, maybe I'll think of it. So you know, Elven Paradise, basically. Now we get a lot of info here. One, we find out that Bilbo's still obsessed with the ring, and he's. But he like so. Frodo says, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, buddy! Boundaries." Uh, then he gives, uh, oh, he'd already given like a mithril chainmail and a, and his, uh, sword to Bilbo or Frodo maybe, or maybe he gives them to him now, but whatever. Then we find out, uh, you know, Sam and Mary and Pippin are there and we find out that, uh, you know, like, uh, all's not well in the human world. We get Sean Bean is, uh, Boromir. 
he thinks that uh, his family is ready to take the throne or maybe even him and uh, like that there will be leaders of pure heart that he could even handle the ring and that we should use the ring for good. But really, you're supposed to throw the ring in Mount Doom and that'll solve it all. The elves are bo- bolting from the world. They're taking boats and they're leaving. Frodo's going, Bilbo's going with them. But we we had the last great council to decide what to do. And everybody's represented. So you have uh, elves, dwarves, and hu- different, uh, well, a couple of humans from different, uh, Boromir from whatever. I don't know if he's from Rohan or, uh, I think he's from Gondor, but he's not a official... He's on like the second tier family or something. And he just says he's a little needy. Uh, so then they say, they say, what are we going to do about this? We got to throw this ring in Mount Doom, but, it, you know, it has power. It corrupts most people. And they say, we need a hero. And then everybody says, I don't know what to do. And they're arguing. And Frodo says, whoa, 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 man. Uh, I'll do it because uh, I've been wearing it anyway. If, you know, it's my responsibility. I got it covered. And then Sam's like, no way you're going without me. And then even Gandalf and uh, Strider, Aragon, Boromir, uh, Gimli, or this, the representative of the dwarves, and um, Legolas, uh, the best uh, like athlete in all of Elven, uh, the elves, uh, they all say, we'll go with you. We'll form a fellowship of the ring. And we'll help you get to Mount Doom. And they say, okay, sounds good. So they set out, but they're trying to avoid the ring wraiths. Uh, now Sauron's got people going out looking for them. Also, they try to go over this one mountain, so they're encountering all sorts of difficulties, right? Also, uh, Aragon has to break up with uh, the elven princess uh, because she says, uh, you know, I guess they're, um, they have this impressive lifespan, but she could give up her lifespan to be with a human. He says, nah, nah, don't waste your time with me. And meanwhile, they're like, you're splitting, like you're basically going into isolation when we need, we could use some elven help with this uh, sour. And they say, it's not going to go good. We're getting out of here. So then they try to go over this mountain, but Saur, Sauron is like casting like, uh, light, you know, he's so powerful. He could cast lightning bolts, across, like change the weather and stuff. So they can't get over this mountain. So then they go back down and they say, what are we going to do? we got to get over these mountains to get to the next round of mountains to get to Mount Doom. And you, there's like even apps that tell you how far it is uh, that Bilbo had to walk. There's like one running app. I never use it, but I downloaded it because uh, you could use it to track your running to see how long it would take you to recap uh, Bilbo's or whatever, uh, Frodo's journey. But so then they're in a pickle, right? So then they say, okay, well, what are we going to do? And they say, well, like you could go through this old uh, dwarven mine and fortress or kingdom built into this one mountain. But we heard nothing good came out of it. Uh, And this is where a little bit of the history is confusing to me. Um, And again, because I read so much Dragonlance, so it's just kind of hard for me to separate. But I guess you could fill in the blanks. 
So now they're like cornered, right? Uh, they, they go back down the mountain. They can't go over it. Everybody's looking for them. They're at this magical set of doors. Uh, and then they have to figure out the spell and they have to figure out how to say open it. I think you have to do it at like a full moon. Just happens to be a full moon. They finally get the door open with some teamwork brainstorming and arguing. They get the door open. And then, I don't know if you remember uh, the first Star Wars movie in the trash compactor. The same friggin' thing that was in there is in the water, or pretty close to it, uh, in the water outside of this uh, mine. So they have to, like, ditch that thing. But it, it messes up the door, jams the door on them. Because it's always trying to press buttons. So now they're locked in. The Because the, at first they get in the mind, they go, oh boy, never mind. This place has uh, not got a good feel. But they can't leave. So now they have to go through this mine or kingdom or whatever. And it's totally uh, empty. But there's a weird feel there. Like, and basically, this is when Gandalf is really grouchy. He says, don't make a sound and we'll be fine. But don't do anything dumb, Pippin and Mary, by the way. So meanwhile, they're searching for a while. Then they find this, like, uh, one room where they decide to take a break, and they find these books, uh, and they say, oh, boy, this is the history of uh, the last uh, residence here, and they're reading it, and it's very tense. This is one of the best best scenes in all three movies in my for me. Because the tension really builds, and then there's some great action. But so they're reading this book, and it says, "Oh boy, there's something we woke, we dug too deep, uh, and uh, we found things that should never be found deep." You know, th- this is all fiction, by the way. Uh, they say, "Don't worry, it'll be fine." But for this part, uh, you know, this is part of the movie where you learn this, you know, gain the skills that you'll learn, you know, use later, two or three movies from now. But they say, oh boy, there's like little people, like, uh, and then there's some big baddie too, like a big boss level, biggest of the big boss levels in the first movie, but not as big as the final boss, uh, Sauron. Probably have to deal with Sauron too at some point. But for now, and then Mary or Pippin, they knock some stuff into a well, makes a bunch of noise. That wakes up everybody that lives in the uh, mine. They come. And they're not friends. They're, they're like, hey, we want to take your stuff. Uh, you're, this is our house. Uh, so basically, the fellowship, they have to get out of there. While they're trying to get out of there, they realize that some the big boss is even, like, the, this is a boss level. It's not just a level. It's a level with a boss at the end. And this one looks like a boss. Like, uh, it's big. It's got hot skin. Uh, no shirt on. You know, the whole nine yards. Uh It's got, you know, feet. Uh, and it doesn't have feet. It has, you know... uh whatever those things are called, clompers. And apparently I say this wrong. I always call it a barlog, but I guess it's called a best. It's come something else, barlog. I don't know. Barlog is what I call it. That's just what I, but that's like the giant big boss. So they're on the run from everybody that lives there and the big boss. And they're running, running, running. They're trying to get away. 
couple things in here were, you know, the physics of it, of the effects were a little over the top, but most of them get away. But then there's still this like big boss is still in pursuit, and Gandalf says, you know, I got to stop this uh, because in the end, Frodo has to get away. That's the most important thing. And, uh, and so, uh, they, uh, they, like, uh, Gandalf stands up and tries to take on the big boss level, kind of does it first. That's when he says, and I misquote this all the time. I always thought he said, you shall not pass or, or something, but, uh, he says something different, but I always used to yell that all the time, but he tries to shut stuff down. Uh, then him and, um, him and the like boss, they go, they leave the movie for, for time being. Now, don't worry. Be bad. Don't worry at all. Now, so then everybody's heartbroken because Gandalf, while he was a grouch, he could be a grouch and he probably was pungent uh, and he could have used a hair washing. He was their leader, pretty powerful and a father figure and kind hearted when he could be and considered the brains of the operation. Uh, they say, holy cow, what are we going to do now that, uh, without Strider, uh, or without, uh, Gandalf, we're toast. And now I'm not sure. I mean, I know. Okay. So then they wander into the elven kingdom and these elves find them and now they're totally heartbroken. Takes them a while. I think they have to dodge the ring race once or twice. They get into this elven kingdom, a different elven kingdom. These are the forest elves. Uh, and Kate Blanchett is the queen of the forest elves. They find out about Gandalf. They have a whole ceremony where they find, we find out that Aragon is like totally, she can talk, she totally can see into everybody's heart. So she's trying to give everybody advice. But she says, this is going to be tough, really, really tough. Uh, but she says, you could do it together. Uh, you got to get this ring. You can't give up because uh, they all want to give up, of course. But she says, it's not going to happen. So then she says, here's some lembas. I got some, you know, camouflage cloaks for you. You know, we'll rebuild your spirits. Lembas is like traveling bread or rations. Uh, and uh, so she gives them some tools that they're going to need. Camouflage coats are always great. Uh, and she gives them canoes. They set off again. But meanwhile, now Sauron's army is looking for them. And they're like, can run really fast and they have a great sense of smell. So it's even worse. So eventually what happens is, uh, they try to park their boats. They got to go over, they got to go around these falls. And this is all like taking its toll on, uh, uh, Frodo too. And Frodo, like, like they all get the advice from, uh, Kate Blanchett else, but you know how you interpret the advice is up to you. Now, meanwhile, Boromir, uh, the Sean Bean character, he's like, still like, wait a second, I've got royal blood. I know what's best, you know. I should just take this ring. We'll bring it back to Gondor and we'll rule all in place of Sauron. Power, you know, ultimate power does not corrupt. And he almost is like, this, these, all these uh, foibles prove my point. 
So at some point he corners Frodo. He says, yo, get, now the ring, you know, plays tricks. It's got a built-in delusion. So he says, yo, give me the uh, ring or I'll take it, basically. And Frodo says, no, man, that's not how it works. And he says, I'll just take it from you then. And then Frodo wakes him up. Uh, but at the same time he wakes up uh, from the delusion, that's when the Sauron's crew comes in. And everybody's separated, so it becomes this whole mess. Uh, and Boromir decides to go see the great Gondor in the sky, fly with the Gondors above Gondor. And um, uh, uh, everybody's split up for a time, and Frodo says to himself, maybe this is for the best, uh, I'm just going to go by myself. Maybe they re-meet again and they have reconvene for a little while. But then Frodo sneaks out and even uh, Strider sees him and he says, okay, I get it, I get it. And so Frodo tries to head out solo, but Sam says, yo, you're not going with me. And Frodo says, I got to do this alone. Uh, I feel like uh, it'll be safer for everybody. I'm small, I can hide. Also, the Elven Queen pointed out to uh, Frodo that they were being followed by Smeagol. And that Smeagol was already following them. So then, so that comes up, I think, in the next next uh, movie. And so then um, uh, Frodo says, no, Sam, you're not coming. Sam says, I'm coming with you, basically. I'm 100% coming with you. He doesn't give him a choice. Uh, so they head off together. Meanwhile, I had forgotten that Mary and Pippin... They became guests of Saruman's army because Saruman's army, they said, just get the halflings. Uh, they said, get them all and bring them up, bring them to Saruman. So Mary and Pippin are stuck with these, this, the, their guests of the army. So then uh, Aragon, Gimli, and uh, Legolas are the last three of the fellowship left. To their knowledge, Gandalf has gone to the tower in the sky, but even though that's not what happened. And uh, Boromir's, you know, in the Great Gondor. And Sam and Frodo are off, and so they kind of almost needed a distraction. And maybe this Sauron's army's not that smart, so they just said, we got what we came for. We got two of the halflings, right? So they say our mission now is to rescue Sam and uh, Pippin or Sam and Mary or whatever, Mary and Pippin. And so they head off to do that. And I think that's how the movie ends. But let's uh, let's look it up a little bit. Okay, it came out in 2001. Uh, what else do we need to know here? Uh, the budget was $900 million. Oh, no, $93 million, almost did a billion dollars in box office. Uh, Sauron, One Ring, Frodo Baggins, uh, Middle Earth in the ba- hangs in the balance. Uh, they start off to Mount Doom where they can destroy the ring. Uh, let's see, plot, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, in the Second Age, they were all given these rings of power, but they were... Uh, you know, they're really under the control of Sauron in Mordor. Isildur of Gondor is the one who say gets the ring off of Sauron and defeats Sauron, returns Sauron to spirit form. 
Uh, Isidore actually wore the ring. Uh, then it loses the ring. That's when you got 2,500 years later, Gollum finds it. Uh, then Bilbo finds it with Gollum. Well, yeah, it was uh, six years after that, 111th birthday for Bilbo. Gandalf shows up. Uh, he leaves everything to Frodo, including the ring. Gandalf says, wait a second, this is the one true ring. Uh, and uh, also learns that Gollum was the one who told them that it was the Shire and Baggins who took the ring. Gandalf says, you got to get out of here. So I guess that all happened in, you know, over two nights. Samwise heads off. Uh, Gandalf goes to meet with Sauron. And uh, Frodo and Sam are joined by Merry and Pippin. I got that right. Uh, they go to Bree uh, to meet with Stry. Oh, supposed to meet with Gandalf. But Strider says, I'm there. We're going to Rivendell. Then they go to Weathertop. So this part's right. Uh, Frodo gets kissed by a ring wraith. Uh, and then the, uh, Arwen, the elf, and Strider's beloved. And uh, oh, Strider and Arwen reunite their love for each other. Then they say, Lord Elrond decides he can't keep the ring in Rivendell. Got to be destroyed in Mount Doom. Frodo volunteers, and then Gandalf, Sam, Mary Pippin, Legolas, Gimli, and Boromir, and Strider, who is actually Aragorn, Isidil's heir, and rightful king of Gondor. Frodo gives a sting and a chain shirt of Mithril uh, to Frodo. Bilbo gives him those. Okay, so they head out to Gap or Rohan, uh, but Saruman's watching that. Then they go off over the mountains. Uh, that's when the storm comes. They have to go through the mines of Moria. And that's when they run into the, the, all those uh, Balrog, I guess. There's a, is that how it's spelled? B-A-L, Barlog, but it's Balrog. Uh, Gandalf fends that off, uh, but they go. they vanish together. Then they go to Lothlorien, Lothlorien, Galadriel. She's the one. She she tells Frodo that only he can complete the quest, uh, and that someone's going to try to take the ring. Sauron's got his crew looking for them. Then they go to Parth Galen. And Frodo gets, oh, so I was right, deals with Boromir, tries to take the ring. Then the crew shows up. Merry and Pippin go with them. Aragon comforts Boromir as he heads to the Great Gondor, promises to help the people of Gondor. Frodo heads off alone, but Sam comes because uh, he promised Gandalf he would look after Frodo as his friend. He's going to need a friend. And, uh, yeah, so I guess I was pretty close there. I mean, I guess I've seen it. Uh, there was definitely changes. I don't know what will be on the, um, the Amazon product. But, yeah, it would be interesting. And, I mean, I'm sure it's, uh, like, uh, like uh, looking back at this and then preparing for something new. I always like it. Uh, if it's, as long as the casting's good and the story's good, uh, 
and the effects are good and the music's good. <laughs> but uh, I think the casting will be interesting. I don't have know any of the cast. But I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so uh, good night, everybody. That's the tale of the tape with Inside My Mind.